Now, I've heard a lot of unique and different ideas for improving heating systems and reducing carbon footprint, but <laughs> this next one is really something. It involves using sewage, yes, sewage, for heating purposes. Now, even as I wonder how, how the heck would that work, it turns out it's already being done in one particular Vancouver neighborhood. Derek Pope is with us now, the manager of neighborhood energy for the city of Vancouver to tell us all about this. Derek, thanks for being here. Good morning, Simi. Thanks so much for having me on today. Well, come on. I'm so curious. Sewage as heating. How does this work? Yeah, right. It, it sounds almost unimaginable, un- unimaginable, but there, there is enough heat in our sewer system to literally heat up uh, neighborhoods. And, and that's what we've been doing um, in the, the False Creek neighborhood since uh, 2010. Okay, so it's been a while. Tell me, how did this get started? Right. Uh, so it, it all dates back to the 2010 uh, Winter Olympic Games, where the city wanted to deliver a very sustainable uh, Olympic village. Um, now, more than 50% of the city's greenhouse gas emissions actually come from our, our buildings, and more specifically, how we heat our buildings, which is you know, typically with uh, natural gas um, boilers and furnaces and, and things like that. So um, the city wanted to, to chart a, a more sustainable path in, in this neighborhood. Um, it was going to be a, a high-density neighborhood, and, and of course, the, the first nine buildings all being developed to the exact same occupancy date uh, with the Olympic Village there. So it presented sort of this perfect opportunity uh, to do more of a neighborhood-scale approach to heating. Um, and so you can think of, of a neighborhood energy system as sort of the rapid transit approach to, to heating. Um, it really uh, works best in, in dense uh, urban environments, and it's one of the tools in our tool belt for, for decarbonizing uh, buildings. So th- the way it works is rather than each building having its, its own uh, independent heating system, what we do is we, we take all of that and we centralize it, um, in our case, uh, at the False Creek Energy Center. And that gives us this economy of scale to do things that simply aren't practical or, or feasible at the building scale. And so for us, um, that's tapping into the sewer system as our primary source uh, of heat. Um, and, and worth noting, this was the first North American application of, of raw sewage heat recovery. So it's really exciting that I can share the good news with it uh, about it um, uh, many years later. Okay, so the heat was always there, or is always there in the sewage system, right? Exactly. Like sewage is is warm. Um, The reason it's warm is, you know, many of us like taking long, uh, hot showers. Um, You know, we run our dishwasher and laundry. We wash our hands hands with warm water. Um, All of that warm water, that represents uh, thermal energy that that just goes directly into our sewer system and is generally forgotten about and and ultimately wasted. And actually, um, since we have some snow in the forecast, um, one thing that you can actually look out for is, is if uh, the roads are, are covered with snow, the first thing that you'll see melting on the roadways is, is actually those access chambers to our sewer network. Um, and that gives you just a, a little glimpse of, of the heat that's running through the, the sewer. And, uh, and so what we did is we built an energy center on top of a sewage pumping station, which um, collects sewage from the neighborhood and then pumps it off to uh, the Iona wastewater treatment plant. And, and that gave us access to very large volumes of, of sewage. And, uh, and at the energy center, what, what we do is we, we basically borrow that sewage and, and using a heat pump, 
um, we, we're able to extract some of the, the heat. We cool the sewage by a couple of degrees, and then the heat pump, uh, using what's called a, a refrigerant cycle, it, it takes that heat and it concentrates it and is able to produce uh, very hot water that we can then do something meaningful with. So we pump that hot water um, to buildings uh, connected to our, our thermal network, and the buildings then uh, take heat out of that uh, uh, thermal loop and uh, use it to, um, for the building space heating and, and also for the domestic hot water. How well does this work? How well has this been working? Um, it, it's working great. So I, I think what's most exciting uh, about a system like this is the efficiency that, that those heat pumps uh, operate at. Um, which, which even on the coldest day of the, the year, they, they see efficiencies over 300%. And so for every one unit of electricity um, that we put in to, to run the heat pump, uh, we get three units of, of thermal energy out of it um, because a lot of that energy is coming from, from the sewage. And so th- this would be in comparison to, say, a, a gas boiler, which would maybe operate around efficiencies of maybe 80 to, to 90%. And so that's where you see the big wins on uh, the environment, and, and uh, it really helps uh, keep our operating costs under control as well. Okay, if it works that well, then, Derek, why aren't we doing more of this? Yeah, good, good question. Um, this is not the solution for uh, all uh, conditions. It does uh, require certain conditions for a system like this to, to make sense. Um, you know, it, it really thrives on uh, high dense uh, areas. Um, and, and then you need to have access to uh, a waste heat source like a, a sewage pumping station like we've done here. Um, but I can say that um, there has been a big emergence in uh, this sort of neighborhood approach uh, to heating. And, and that's been actually one of the success stories, I, I think, of, of the city's neighborhood energy utility is back in 2010 when we started, uh, there were a handful of these systems, but they were primarily using a natural gas as their energy source. Uh, we really wanted to demonstrate this as a platform for reducing uh, emissions at the neighborhood scale and uh, fast forward uh, 14 years later, and, and we're starting to see a, a big uptick in the number of, of systems like these, both within Vancouver and also greater Vancouver uh, as well. So are you seeing interest from like other areas coming here or asking questions saying, hey, listen, how did you guys make this work? Yes, uh, absolutely. And, and that's, um, you know, one of the ways we can really amplify um, the, the benefits of, of the utility is, is by leveraging it as, as a, you know, something of a, a learning hub um, so that others can, can come and learn from us of what's worked well, what, what hasn't, and, and go on and, and make um, their own confident investments in, in low-carbon energy systems. And so um, I talked about how in 2010, this was the first North American application of, of, of raw sewage heat recovery. Uh, the, you know, it, it did not exist in, in North America. Today, there's, there's a handful of, of these systems in, in Vancouver uh, alone. Um, City of Surrey's uh, working on a, a project, Richmond, uh, North Vancouver. Um, uh, so, yeah, a, a lot of uh, sharing what we've learned to, to help others uh, um, uh, replicate uh, as well. Is it financially advantageous as well, Derek? Yeah, so the the system's set up um, as though it's a commercial utility, which means um, we need to recover all of our, our costs, both operating and capital uh, costs, through the, the sale of energy to the buildings that are, are connected to the system. Um, so we need to set our rates uh, accordingly, and 
uh, our rates are, are competitive. They're in line with, with uh, BC Hydro's uh, rates. So it's, it is a cost-effective source of, of low-carbon thermal energy. Are you surprised then that like more people don't know about it? Um, I, I, I don't know. That's a good question. Like, it, it is a, a little bit of a, a hidden gem, I, I think, of, of, of city innovation and, and leadership. And, and so um, that, that's one of the reasons I was, I was excited to, to see um, you take an interest in, 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 in it today is, um, you know, being able to use a platform like this to, to kind of help share, um, share that with, with the listeners and residents of Vancouver. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's one that, that I, I think deserves a, a little bit more attention. Oh, I think absolutely it does too. Like the more it gets out there, wouldn't you find that more people would be like, oh, I didn't know that. Maybe we can try that. Is it ever going to be, do you think, uh, more available on a smaller scale? Yeah, I know some some companies are are working to to see if they they can try and make it work more more at the building scale. Um, but uh, you, you know, like it, it is sort of that economy of scale of of the neighborhood system that that really allows us to to do um, you know more innovative approaches like what we're doing here. And and you know these types of systems require a lot of upfront planning um, and coordination and. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I think our role as, as a city, we can really support um, um, uh, systems in, in trying to access um, waste heat sources like sewage and, and set policy that, uh, that really sort of promote um, the, the creation of systems like this. Well, that's pretty cool. Derek, thanks so much for telling us about it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on today. That's Derek Pope, Manager of Neighbourhood Energy for the City of Vancouver, talking about this one particular neighbourhood, this little little Olympic Village neighbourhood in Vancouver that uses sewage as heating and it just sounds so cool. And you, you think of it and you go, well, why, why can't we do more of that? We should be doing more of that. It sounds so natural the way he describes it too.